0: This is the potentially bi-weekly games podcast for the Bits and Pieces website. I am Nevada Drew, otherwise known as Nevy, and I'm joined this week by George. Hello. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, brief information about Bits and Pieces. I don't know why I'm gesturing. This is a podcast.
1: It's for the video segment.
0: Yes, for the video segment that I'm not recording. <laughs> it's for my, uh, my beautiful audience of my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we are a fresh new fresh new, gosh I sound like some sort of weird marketing pitch we're going to be an interesting new games website covering ball games, video games, other sorts of games if there's a third type um, and yeah we're just going to be doing stuff that we find interesting and hopefully other people will too I, if you visit our website you'll see that it's we're not hot takes and the latest cool news often we'll cover things from about Five years ago, which I think is interesting, and hopefully other people do too. I don't know. know. Anyway, I've all sorts of temperature
1: takes on all sorts of news.
0: Yes, all the way from you know, (laughs) below freezing to the mid to high 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, George has been cool this week, though. He has a hot take, and it is the Rising Storm 2 beta. George has been playing, and he's gonna. You made that you make, you make it you
1: make it sound so much more exclusive. It was an open beta to clarify <laughs> <laughs> literally anyone who <laughs> <laughs> played.
0: <laughs> they might not be well informed.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, the uh, I think Rising I think the actual game released yesterday or sometime during this week, but it is okay. a uh sort of real realistic uh shooter. By realistic it means you're gonna be killed a lot and you're never gonna know who killed you. So yeah. A frustrating military shooter is probably a, a more apt description, but it is set in in the sixties in Vietnam, uh, and you kind of have these two, and you have the asymmetrical aspects. So you get the Americans who have lots of automatic weapons, and you get the the Vietnamese who, or well, the North Vietnamese, I should I should specify, uh, who get slightly less high tech stuff, but a lot more kind of cunning cunning tricks. So the Americans get Access to helicopters and uh, all all sorts of uh, shock and awe type stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the whereas the Vietnamese are slightly more subtle, like they get to build tunnels and sort of things. And so you yeah, get that's and, cool. yeah. So basically, it's big uh, kind of, very sort of tactical battles on these uh, big maps. Uh, I think it's 64, 64 players, so two teams of thirty two. Uh, and each team has a has someone who has to play the commander and basically make sure ah. that their team doesn't fall apart. Yeah. Because basically, must... you, it's it's quite it's it's quite hard because basically, if your team doesn't have a commander, you yeah. lose out on a lot of useful things.
0: Yeah, you must lose out on all the oversight and things.
1: Somebody yeah, basically, so if you haven't got a commander, you can't call in artillery strikes. You can't. You don't get sort of reconnaissance. Uh, basically, the commander has to just do everything like he has to, like, I think he is an actual soldier cause basically the game is uh, the next in uh, the, this weird sequence of games stemming back from Unreal Tournament of all games, a game that is, okay. bears no resemblance, but basically I was, yeah, Yeah, if you imagine Unreal Tournament, the fast-paced arena shooter to the uh, Rising Storm games, which are very slow simulations mm. of crawling in the dirt Uh, But basically it was a mod, so Unreal Tournament, uh, yeah, Unreal Tournament 2003, and then someone modded that into uh, Rising, uh, not Rising Storm, Red Orchestra, which was a uh, kind of a shooter set on the Eastern Front during the Second World War, and then that got its own standalone release as uh, Red Orchestra, Ost Front. Uh, And then that got a sequel, which was Red Orchestra 2. And then that got a mod, which became an expansion, but kind of slash standalone game that was called Rising Storm. And that basically took this kind of aggressively realistic formula from the Rising Storm series where, you know, guns are difficult to aim. You can't really see anything. Mm -hmm. Just about anything will kill you. And it took it from the kind of cold eastern front to the... Hot and humid Pacific theater, and kind of set, had a similar setup where it was uh, you had the Americans fighting the Japanese, and it was a similar sort of thing. So, you had Americans who were much better equipped versus the Japanese mm. who had slightly worse tech but kind of trick like a few, lots more tricks, right? Uh, and now okay. um, they've released Rising Storm 2 Vietnam, I think it's the full title, but yeah, it's by, uh, it's by Tripwire, the guys that did Killing Floor.
0: Oh, is it right? Cool. Because you see, you've, you've just mentioned like at least sort of. Yeah, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm I don't the know if it was originally. Are, tri- I think, yeah, I guess
1: um, tripwire with the original modders, but it's had a. It's got a. It's got a curious family history.
0: It's got a, yeah. It's got a really weird, um, background. Also, I said a whole list of games that I've never played as well. Like I. I I try shooters occasionally. I'm generally really bad at them though, so. I don't often find them a lot, of fun. And from the sounds of *Risen Storm* two, it's gonna be even.
1: It's quite, it's quite more hard. More
0: tricky than most, as well. Yeah, so. Yeah, things um, I
1: like. I always. I, I quite like, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a kind of hit, like military history nerd. So I've always liked the kind of the settings of a lot of these yeah. games. So. Uh, like Rising Storm and I've always been like oh it'd be so cool to be part of like a 32 man team and then like it splits down into squads and each squad has like a squad leader who mm, kind of can talk really to cool. the commander and the system is all there yeah. but does it's it
0: work though? I'm sure yeah, it I mean, does it if kind of you,
1: of you if you know the mean. other 63 people in the game with you <laughs> yeah. Pro- problem is it's just me that is really into these kind yeah. of slightly dodgy <laughs> yeah, and is. I'm not and I'm not very good at them so I, I end up playing alone a lot of the time, yeah. and and on the rare occasion you're very lucky, you'll jump into a game and there'll be like two or three people in kind of the right like who are like in squad leader or commander positions who've yeah. got a mic and are trying to coordinate people, and you kind of had a good time. But a lot of the time, it's just kind of it's a bit of a mess as you try and fend for yourself.
0: Mm. It's one of those games that I can imagine being amazing if you have like a massive LAN of it, like a whole like. You'd have to like book out like a town hall or something.
1: Oh yeah, like I bet like, the uh, like it would the, be amazing. Yeah, like launch events and the kind of big.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like um, organized
1: things for this would be very cool. Um,
0: but, but I imagine it can easily break down into just like just thirty-two people running off and doing their own thing.
1: Yeah, so I mean, in the in the in the in the beta, like the I think there was actually we, I was trying and there was a game where the commander was on the radio. and there were one or two other people kind of chatting um, and it seemed like it was going alright right right up until the point where we made a successful, like it was basically usually Americans kind of attack positions and you kind of have to capture points and they're basically from the Vietnamese and you kind of push them back down uh, a bit like a a little bit like how Rush Maps in Battlefield are kind of these long rectangular maps where you kind of Fight at various intervals. Yeah. Um, it's similar to that, but basically, it's just you need to get men into a vague area. Like there yeah. are no big glowing circles that you need to stand in. They'll just kind of put a point roughly on the map, and you kind of have to be Near. in it because they want that kind of realistic vibe.
0: Yeah. Is that all the all the modes are sort of um, capture the points like? Area Mostly yes. Yeah,
1: so there's some. There's kind of like a frontline line one. Uh, mm. And there was there was a slightly more conventional control points one but it, it was kind yeah. of an interesting spin on it where every control point was linked to the other ones so you had right. to have a specific control point oh, it has to, go, to chain. get the other ones so yeah they were all they were kind of chained together right. um, but it also it was kind of interesting because you could like the Vietnamese were able to like sever supply lines
0: right
1: but yeah we like yeah it was in one game where we had a really successful push we kind of managed to get into the heavily defended building across this river mm. just as our commander was like guys I've got, I've got air support where am I calling it in um, and basically it's not it's, it's a fairly difficult process because in order to call in air support the commander has to throw a smoke grenade which is where the um, the air support will target and he has to be standing next to a person who is the radio man
0: Okay. I was gonna ask how stuff like that.
1: And like, but uh, basically he, he kinda throws hand this hand grenade hand. just as we've taken the position. Yeah. At which point we all get blown to pieces by oh. our by our own artillery strike. Oh
0: no. <laughs> so that <laughs> makes it I suppose it makes it different, a bit more interesting than more standard um FPS games. But so yeah, I was gonna say what I was gonna ask before was how do things like the artillery and the helicopters and other powers work in there. Is it just like a specific unit class can just do some of them?
1: Uh, it, kind it, of. It can imagine so it's not that having because like it like loads it... Of helicopters. Isn't... <laughs> yeah, you say <laughs> that. Well, that's the thing. Because like in, in Call of Duty, it's like you get a like you know like a helicopter support and it comes in and it's really yeah. easy to use and you just tear up a map. In yeah. this, flying a helicopter was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I gave up and because basically you have to select the pilot class and it spawns you a little like airfield. Right, kind of way, like it's still technically in the map, but you're kind yeah. of at a, You can't really walk between the little airfield and the main map, but you can fly right. there. Um, and yeah, you, you get you depend like depe- you choose you have to have to choose a class of pilot. that You're gonna be like you might be a transport pilot or a like an attack helicopter pilot.
0: Oh, okay, now, yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so the controls are quite. Di- it's quite difficult flying a helicopter. They are not. They're not easy. <laughs> But uh, even when you manage to get over the battle gra- the battle zone,
0: yeah.
1: So I think I I gave up trying to fly and basically decided to be the kind of the gut, the co-pilot in a um, in an attack helicopter He just gets to control this kind of chin mounted um, uh, Gatling gun. Mm. Uh, and I think it's like an AH one Cobra. If so, that so, means so wait, so, to But basically, you're kind of you're hovering around, and it's quite difficult to aim because even when it's relatively steady, there's quite a lot of sway. But you can't see yeah. anyone because right. er, because everything is kind of jungly colours. There's lots of undergrowth.
0: <laughs> yes, so I so can. I
1: spent a lot of my time just kind of shooting at vague areas and hoping <laughs> I that I was hitting people, which I, I mean, <laughs> which kind of was the American strategy. I mean, they just they did just bomb yeah. a lot of the jungle in the hopes of uh, hitting something. Yeah, I think the the figures for the amount of explosive dropped on the the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which was the main North Vietnamese supply lines, is it was ridiculous but it, it did feel a little bit like that because you kind of fly over an area and it would show on the map that that was you know an enemy held point yeah but it's very difficult to see everyone because you're high up they're small and you know lots of and very earthy colors yeah because everyone's kind of wearing you know camouflage, camouflage browns everything's kind of blends yeah. in so you're just like you know and so you never really see anyone you don't have to hope, and I'm sure that's the thing. I think if every, if everything was coordinated, you might do it a little bit better because like the you you're reliant on people calling out targets. Yeah, from so
0: underneath, it, I suppose. Yeah, unless you're just on like a nice helicopter ride above some trees.
1: Yeah, I mean the helicopter ride was gorgeous. Like it, the I wasn't blown away by the graphics, but it was very cool flying from the airbase to the map because you kind of fly through this incredible landscape. Um, yeah. Like these yeah, the these giant he's... uh Yeah, like giant sort of mountain spires covered in jungle, and you fly around them. And it's, it's yeah, it's very cool, and it has a, you know, it has a like, appropriately kind of sixties uh, soundtrack that it kind of glares yeah. as you fly around.
0: So the, so the um, uh, airfields, the separate map then can they be invaded by the Vietnamese? No, so can they can't. They can't a, get to like the it's airfield. Separate,
1: it's a kind of separate little zone. So it's yeah. kind of heli- like basically a lo- a load of helipads that you can mm-hmm. walk around, um, right. and there's I think there's a, there's like a map around it that you can get into. But I'm sure if you walk far enough, you'll hit like an invisible wall. Right. Okay. So I know there is so... map just around it because I crashed a helicopter into it. But
0: <laughs> so you're saying the Vietnamese get like sneaky stuff where they can build tunnels and things? Yeah. What so the, the other, way so like a, a lot.
1: So Americans have to sport like spawn in pretty standard shooter air, like. Mechanics so they'll spawn at a set area, or they can spawn out of transport helicopters. Whereas yeah. the Vietnamese, the and the Americans, or, or they can the Americans can also spawn on a squad leader if they're in a squad. Yeah. Whereas the Vietnamese, the squad leader has um, he has like an ability where he can put down a tunnel, and then oh, that okay. tunnel is the spawn point. Right. And so you can put this kind, tun- and so you can put the tunnels anywhere. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, and so, it's, yeah, got,
1: um, so you yeah. can yes yeah, so you can you know you can sneak behind enemy lines put a tunnel down at a crystal place and get loads and loads of people out and they can put down kind of uh, sort of bamboo spike pits hmm. and um, it's quite
0: different to, to your standard uh shoot refer then
1: yeah there's a lot there's kind of a lot there's a lot of things to get your head around hmm. but there's yeah, cause like the because like yeah, cause the maps are all quite big and so because you don't you are you spend a lot of time just walking around a corner and being mm. shot, and you have got no idea where it was from. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of it comes down to just knowing the map and knowing roughly where the enemy will be and where. Yeah. Because you, sp- more often than not, you like you kill someone because they haven't seen you, not because you're like a better Twitch yeah, reactions.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's interesting. I mean, <laughs> um, but it, playing... it's interesting
1: comparing it to because we've been playing a lot of Dev Infamy.
0: We have, yeah, um, which I'm also terrible <laughs> We have games where you're like, oh, I'll get two kills if, if I'm good. <laughs> that's, that's how bad I am at games like that. <laughs> I'm like, I walk forward, I die. Oh, where did I die from? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I crouch around and crawl on the floor. I still want to die. <laughs> and then I'll triumphantly announce that I've killed a man <laughs> about every 30 minutes or so. <laughs> Um, so how is it different to that? Is it the same sort of, like, edging forward, making sure you've always got some form of cover, otherwise you are just going to die?
1: Yeah, it's very similar, because, yes, David, for me, anyone to know, is another, is a World War Two themed semi-realistic uh, shooter. Kind of in a, in, a, in a similar vein, like, you choose a role. Um, there are squad leaders who get abilities, like calling down airstrikes. Um, yeah. But David, for me, is actually a little bit easier. Like it feels. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because I've been playing it longer, so I okay, I have a better idea of the maps and kind of mm. where to go. But the yeah. what was odd was the movement in Rise. Of the like it felt like every time you'd sprint, because you like it's terrifying to be out in open space. But sprinting yeah. felt, felt very slow, and uh, like right. I think David for me always felt like a bit faster and a bit easier to kind of. You always felt like, you're, like you always felt like a bit a bit more sprightly.
0: Yeah, I imagine there's le- is there less cover in uh, Rising Storm because there's not as many, what like buildings and
1: um, tanks to no there's there's more because I mean there's there's kind of really like dense urban environments and then right okay. as well as the jungle basically only those are the only two maps I got to play, yeah. one was a very kind of dense urban environment and one was uh, dense jungle, um, right. but the maps are much wider. Whereas, I think with David for Infamy, it was felt easier to play without team coordination. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's, it's because quite, the maps are quite uh, narrow, narrow, like they're long, yeah, but they're, narrow like, in, in, the, in the end.
0: It, yeah, everything is pointing you towards the next point that you want to capture. It, then you worry about the one after that later on, because a lot of them are just in a line. So there's a sort of vine back and forth, rather than... from what it sounds like on this, it's like a widespread, so... If someone takes the left-hand one, someone else could be taking the one on the, in the middle or something. Yeah, so right. often you like when you're straight.
1: capturing points, there'll be like a left-hand side point and a right-hand side point, yeah, and you'll kind of capture one hand, like one side, and then kind of have to push in like a cross to get to the other one. Mm. But yeah, no, David, David, feel a little bit easier because I think it's the game's are slightly smaller because I think it's only thirty-two players maximum, so like the maps are a little bit smaller. But really it felt brilliant. it felt easier to play alone, where the team wasn't as coordinated. Yeah, because yeah. like there's a general principle of David for me is basically you, you throw smoke at the area you want to get to, which the smoke keeps you alive, and then you get in there. And there seems to be a and because of like the the general strategy is much simpler. There's it's you're far less reliant on the kind of team coordinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good uh, and good team coordination will always. Like swig it for a team, but it feels like you're missing out on less. Whereas, I think with David, for me, if you're not David, Pricing Storm, there's so much is dependent on good leaders, as it were. Right.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I always find games that, that require that level of coordination really interesting as an idea. I've just never really seen one actually execute itself well beyond that, that at that scale. Like, I think it's hard enough to get four or five people together, but to try and manage 30. <laughs> yeah, I, was
1: thinking, I always feel a little bit like a, sort like, of, like, like, a, like a moth to a flame because I love the idea of these big teamwork, like sort of team strategic, like tactical battles where right. everyone's coordinating. And I, I remember kind of in the battlefield games, I remember seeing, you know, kind of gameplay clips or, or like a lot of the marketing's advertised around it where it's like, you know, play your role on the team yeah, yeah, and I always loved the idea of it, and I've never, I have mean, never had the team to play with, and I've always kind of gotten in and then been like, oh, it's, it's quite fun, but it's not what I was hoping for.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's...
1: But I mean, if you've got the team to play with, I, I imagine it's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I imagine it is. I suppose that's where like clans and all that jazz come into play and things where you just get like people who do that spe- meet up to do that specifically just be a bit easier because um i always just find it like hard enough. when i used to play dota 2 a lot like it's hard enough trying to get people together to make a team of five for that so try to rally <laughs> 30 friends or 30 people who you vaguely know or even trying to get 30 strangers to do what you want to do is yeah, yeah it's like interesting <laughs> because
1: you're i guess in games like uh in dota like or or even something like Overwatch where you've got very small teams and you can yeah. kind of see the like five other people it's slightly easier to coordinate because mm. you like you know far far more what each person should be doing and you can kind of see them in your immediate vicinity whereas so often in a lot of the kind of realistic like realistic institutes or realist stuff like they there's 32 other people you're trying to vaguely coordinate with and you've got no idea who's next to you or, yeah like, that's true how or, you know kind of where everyone is, mm. whereas I guess in stuff like uh, mobas or like a, a sort of small team shooter like Overwatch, you like you kind of know what everyone's role should be, and it's easier to coordinate because there's only yeah, it's, it's, there's, a, there's, yeah. A few, there's a fewer number there's a fewer number of you need to coordinate
0: exactly exactly. I'd be I'm interested to see I probably sort of game that I'd probably watch it played a few times to just to see like how it. All unfolds, but I'm unlikely to ever play it. I think Day of Infamy is my shooter I'm terrible at that I can <laughs> play at the moment, so I don't need to add a second one to that list right now. Uh, but you've also you've been playing uh, Battlegrounds as well. Which yeah, is which
1: is it's a little bit slightly better suited different. it's better suited to uh, to the kind of lone wolf experience. Yeah. Uh, it's basically Battlegrounds or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds to its uh, full name. Yeah. Um, so, it's the kind of most recent Battle Royale style game where basically you put a lot of players in a map and you have they all have to kill each other until only one remains. Um, and it, mm. so it's a, a bit like DayZ. Um, I think the other big ones are King of the Kill. Uh, I think a bit like. Uh, I can't remember if Rust. I don't know if Rust is a Battle Royale style one, but I know it's a kind of survival Something like that, isn't it? Style.
0: There is another um, one that was recent ish. Uh, but I yeah, basically, yeah, uh, this, sort
1: of um, so the guy that made it worked on Daisy, um, mm. right. and it's kind of transferred his skills to make his own. And I think he consulted for some other ones as well. Um, That's cool. But yeah, yeah. you're so you're a hundred players, and you get dropped into dropped onto this island, and you are slowly constricted by a circle that appears on the map. Uh, mm. And it's initially, there'll be a white circle on the map, and then around that, an even bigger circle that's blue, and slowly the blue circle will constrict to the white circle that's been drawn on the map. Uh, right. And if you're in the blue zone, then you'll slowly take damage and eventually die. Right. And, over, and then basically the, the, the blue circle will get to the white circle, then the white circle constricts again, and then after like two minutes, the blue circle contracts, until eventually right. you're kind of hemmed into the space of a couple of meters. And by that point, there's usually yeah. only two people left. <laughs> But basically, yeah. it's, it's an amazing... It's a sort of odd game of hide-and-seek because I spend a lot of my... I, I feel like I do... I would say I do well. I usually kind of... I manage to get kill, like, one or two people per game and make it to the the last, like, 25 fairly regularly. But that's mainly yeah. just because I'm quite good at just hiding in buildings and it's odd. It's, you, you, you kind of... A lot of the satisfaction of the game comes come, just comes from finding the loot because basically you drop in, you have nothing, and you have to run oh, yeah. around buildings and find stuff. Yeah, um, how, and it's odd. You, many... you can get a lot of stuff quite quickly. Like it's not like things are sparse. Mm. It's like you can get a gun very quickly, and you kind of need a rucksack to carry more stuff. <laughs> it's usually how just many the... people is it? So it's a hundred, and you right. Um, but it's odd. Like it'll, it's amazing how quickly. The players in the game will just die,
0: yeah because like you'll
1: you'll you'll kind of drop in and you're like, oh my god it's it's already you know fifty people have already gone, wow, and it's' cause often like you'll drop in and you'll have this kind of hilarious moment where you just you're on your parachute because you get you parachute out of the plane so you have free fall where you get mm. to kind of aim where to go and then the parachute opens, and often yeah. you'll open your parachute and then to realize that there's someone else just floating down beside you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. I'm going I like to try and kill you in a second. <laughs> and it's, it's
1: the beginning of the game that's just kind of is this this quite fun because it's the interesting decision of do I try and e like wildly flail at them with my fists or do I run off and be the person that tries to find a gun?
0: Yeah. Does it? Um. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, do you have to manage anything other than just not dying? It's like hunger and. Uh no. So, so it's so it's it's, just, it's it's literally just. Just, just um,
1: survive. Yeah, the you're managing is basically your inventory and your location on the map right because like,
0: they...
1: uh, you often get it's quite easy it's really easy to be caught out like you'll be yeah. like this spot is awesome I'm in a church tower and I've got a, a an assault rifle um, <laughs> and then you're like oh shit I'm outside the safe zone and I need to move in 30 seconds right uh, but matches uh, I don't know I think that I've never I think the best I ever did was like fifth
0: pretty good one, uh I'd and say. i
1: think that was about 15 20 like 15 20 minutes that's fairly short then actually that's yeah The thing I it, like it it's be. really easy to like to quickly get yeah into a new game because that's the thing it's it's got quite it, a good pace to it yeah they're, they're pacing it feel because it, it kind of feels like it's a big time investment that they're actually often not hmm. but when you die it's it, i'm impressed at how quickly you can get into a new game
0: that's interesting
1: which is nice because, like, I think that there's a, there's a risk there's like an issue I was worried there'd be a risk of like, oh god, I was playing for an hour and then I died and I I can't be bothered to play another one. But actually, it's yeah, yeah. You just you just go
0: quick. back into it again. And it must be, it must be quite different each you know, time to time because of what like, different weapon drops, different what what happens in the arena. Is it just, so it just gets smaller and smaller and stuff. Yeah. Show?
1: So the so the island is this kind of Eastern Bloc ex communist country style. Everything is kind of bit dilapidated in concrete yeah uh, and you know, it's mostly countryside with a couple of like towns mm. um and and the, the where the circle is is random every time
0: right so um, that's yeah that's interesting I, it sounds it sounds interesting to be honest it does
1: um yeah no it's wait. really good fun and it's like and you can so you can play it with with a team like there's a team mode uh I think yeah. where you can play it with with a partner or you can play oh, with cool. a team of four i think
0: yeah.
1: And That's and then, cool. yeah, and then, like there's vehicles and stuff and a lot of time is just spent like on your own and it's the anticipation of seeing someone else <laughs> or them seeing yeah, you that the, is the, the kind threat of threat of them is the, is kind of scary. Mm. But also a, also uh, like finding stuff is quite satisfying because even though I don't like I'm not very good and I probably won't kill anyone with it, just the the potential that a good a good loadout brings is quite exciting. Cause it's like, "Oh, I've got Got a sniper, I've got a sniper rifle and it's got a suppressor, I'm going to do really yeah. well, but in reality I'm going to walk around a corner and get run over. But
0: <laughs> the, um, It's another one that was originally a mod as well, isn't it? Battlegrounds. Uh, Is I don't think case? Battlegrounds were the mod, but, Is I, think no, but the um, I think...
1: Battlegrounds not? No, but I think David of Infinity started out as a mod yeah. for... I think it's a reboot of an old Source Engine game.
0: Right, and uh, just something like that. Day of that. Defeat. It, it, I think. That's yeah, that's the one. I knew, I knew it was something like that. I thought for a second we'd just mentioned three games that were um that you, that were used to be mods. <laughs> I was like this is Mod Town. Welcome to Mod FM. Um. So you'd recommend Battlegrounds to people just to try out?
1: Yeah, no, it's good fun. It? Like I, I'm still I'm still enjoying like I'm still enjoying playing it, and I've played I've played it a fair bit now Mm. and i'm not very good but i'm still having quite a lot of fun because i was initially worried that i'd sort of just get bored quite quickly yeah there's something there's there's something slightly addictive about almost doing well that kind of keeps you hooked
0: that's cool it's cool
1: um but i mean you've you've been um you said you've been playing something slightly more peaceful than.
0: Oh yeah, this is more my more my speed. At the moment, is I've been playing um, Cook Serve Delicious, which you know what is a stressful and game in itself. Okay, I don't think people quite understand the the time and effort that go into running a successful kitchen in Cook Serve Delicious. And you so don't, kill... don't and you don't know, you don't
1: kill anyone in this. It's not, I mean.
0: I don't kill anyone. No, there is no food poisoning, and the health inspector thinks everything is fine every time. Uh, so yes, my my kitchen is, is, is fantastic. Nobody has died, thank goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so, Cook So Delicious has been out for oh, goodness knows how long. Um, it's on PC, it's on tablets, it's on phones. Play this game, it's amazing. And we just give you the, the elevator pitch for it. So, you're going to run a kitchen. You're going to serve various different types of food. You're going to cook at least this food in very specific ways so to make a burger you're gonna put the burger on the grill then you're gonna once it's cooked you're gonna make the put all the toppings on it and the bread and if they want sauce then you've got to give that customer sauce don't, if they don't, skip don't get on their the sauce, sauce they'll be unhappy and you don't want unhappy customers because you want to create buzz for your restaurant so the more happy people you get the more people will get the next day come in and that means more money and that means you can and finally, invest in a better dishwasher, or
1: I mean, nothing sets me into a rage like not getting my sauce.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you could maybe you upgrade your burger and now, and now you can now you've got two different types. of Maybe you can do chicken burgers now, or maybe you've got you've got a new sauce you can add. to it. You've got mayonnaise you can put on your burgers. It, right, okay. <laughs> I don't know if any of that sounded interesting or not, George. <laughs> Please tell me. I thought it was. I think it's fantastic. Are you thoroughly bored by the idea of cook so delicious from that pitch?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I can't say I'm rushing out to play the game where I okay, get to put right, mayonnaise so, on the burger. But
0: so okay, let me, let me, let me. You're very enthusiastic, by which is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be something this there. Up by, it's all done in real time, so customers have a certain amount of time for you to cook things. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, oft, I cooking, often put sauces on still, my burgers in still real time. getting. Yeah. So so like, <laughs> maybe you're making spaghetti, for example. You've got to boil the the, the spaghetti. So the customer is waiting while you boil that spaghetti, and to do each thing is is just like a, is just an input generally on the keyboard. So cook spaghetti could be like R, oh, and you press enter to cook it. So by the time you kind of get used to doing everything, it becomes like a touch typing exercise. Where you're like, right, salad, salad with greens, mushrooms. So that's that's click on the salad. So the salad is, is, is custom number one. Press one. They've got greens, mushrooms. They want thousand island sauce. Enter. Serve. And, like, and then you get the spaghetti. So you're like, cut the spaghetti. C. And what they want are they want meatballs. So M. They want chicken, which is K. They want some olives. So which is, I think that's L. Are you sure someone <laughs> didn't now. give
1: you this game Enter. to try and teach you how to type?
0: <laughs> well, it's not really typing because you don't actually make words or anything. And quite often, like chicken is often K because C is taken up by something else so it's not hugely helpful for actually learning to type. It's quite helpful for learning where all the keys are, I suppose, but um, you don't have to do it with that. You could use a controller, or you could use a mouse even, but I always find it's, it's quicker that way. And uh, it's something really satisfying about just, like, you've got, like, seven orders, and you just quickly, like... like Is
1: it a tool, like, punch like um, uh, Overcooked? Because that's a game that looks really fun.
0: It's a bit less silly than Overcooked. So Overcooked, it has like levels that are on like, like an iceberg or something. <laughs> You're like sliding around trying to like chop up an onion to make some soup. Um, in some ways, it's similar. Uh, no, it's actually, that's a complete nonsense. It's, it's, the only way they're similar is that they both involve cooking things. <laughs> Apart from that, they're really, really different. Because in Cook Serve Delicious, you've got, as well as the actual making stuff day-to-day in your restaurant, You'll get emails about certain things. So you'll have like a guy or like he'll do bets with you. You have. Um, oh, you get to alter do...
1: emails as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can go do catering. There's like a whole dating agency bit that happens in it. Um, you'll have like the health inspector comes around and if you don't flush the to- clean the toilets quickly enough or wash the dishes enough, then you'll get a bad health inspection rating and then people won't come because you've not got five stars. You've, you've not done well. Um, what else happens in it that's, that's cool? The um, there's quite a large selection of food you can make, so you pick the menu that you want, pretty much, or things that you like to cook, or that you've upgraded. So, it's Cookster Delicious is more. It's more about running a restaurant and cooking things, whereas um, Overcooked is just like some silly co-op fun. Just, I, get, I just get sucked into it. Like I played it for like seven hours just on Steam. This is without me playing it on my tablet. There's not even the same game. It's not even the same restaurant. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know why. I, I think it's one of those games like just, I just people should just try it. So it's, so hour. it's
1: so it's kind of like a sim game, like uh, like a tycoon game or
0: kind of. You're yeah, kind of run, kind you're,
1: of. you're running a a business and you've got to
0: yeah kind of it's not that much like business running bits of it but there are really, like little there's like, enough little bits that it's kind of makes you want to like do another day to like make a bit more money so you can upgrade your ice cream and now you can have mint doesn't <laughs> and then now yeah, you've got your mint ice cream you really want to go and try and cook your mint ice cream you want to serve it to some customers and then do it and then oh now i've got enough to upgrade my pizza now i can add uh anchovies <laughs> I really want to try and cook the anchovies. I'll just do one more day. And now you're like, oh, but now just one more day and I'll be able to upgrade my oh, upgrade my, my, my steaks so I can add another sauce to my steak. Um, And before you know it, you've just sort of... It's 3 a.m. and you've you've just spent six hours playing Cook So Delicious. And you're just in a bit of a daze because it can be quite intense. <laughs> when, when rush hour happens and you've got like 20 customers in the space of five minutes. Because <laughs> each day lasts roughly... 10 minutes. <laughs> so you'll have like bursts, about well, maybe 15, and bursts of rush hour in the uh, midday and evening where you're like furiously trying to serve things and they will have like more chilled in between you know, do odd things and then you're like oh, quick, gotta make sure I get all the orders in.
1: To achieve your dreams of a new ice cream maker.
0: Yes, yes. Such, and then such is the American dream. You, you go up in, in, in star rankings and stuff and you unlock things like you can serve coffee and like specialist foods. It's really good.
1: I, <laughs> Are you sure just, you don't just want to open a restaurant?
0: <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, one of my dreams is just to open a cafe that slash bookshop in, like, like the Dales or something. I would love that. that <laughs> I, I do sense. have, like, <laughs> I think I do have, I, like, just this thing of about, about running, like, a little cafe or a, or a restaurant or something. It's some, always been something that I've kind of just wanted to do. I don't even know if I'd be good at it or I'd actually enjoy doing it. But whenever games like this come out, I'm all—I always—I always jump straight on them. I always get really into them.
1: I can't. I, simply like that, I always got like the idea of owning a bookshop, but more in the kind of black books style of—I have a bookshop, <laughs> but no one's allowed into it.
0: Ah uh, no. I just like the idea of there be lots of books there. I could probably just, just bookshop slash library cafe. <laughs> I'd like the idea wrong. because. I keep buying books and I don't have enough room, George. I, I I have to start like hiding them in the cupboard where the pans live soon, I think.
1: I've been doing that. I've started I start far too many books. I just, I need to, um, like it's fine. I can I can read these 3 books at once. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish none of them.
0: No, you get 2 thirds of the way through all of them and then you're like, "Didn't that carrot doesn't doesn't that happen in this book?" And you're like, "No, no, that's the other book. That's the other book." In the other book, they fight the space aliens. Then this is not that book. Um, but no, it cooks it, it so delicious. I my my I I think if anybody is even remotely interested in anything I have just said, try it for like half an hour. See if it's for you because it it is really engaging and it's quite addictive. In it has a really good way of just pulling you back in day after day. It has that. Like Civilization has like, oh, I'll just do one more turn. Cooksaw so Delicious literally has serve one more steak with yeah, I'll just sauce. do one more day, yeah. I'll just I'll just, just do one more day and then I'll go and do something productive. <laughs> I'll go to bed <laughs> I'll start making actual dinner or something. The PC version, I don't know if the tablet and phone version have it, but the PC version does have a co op mode. So if you've got an unwitting friend who wants to also run a restaurant with you, you can both compete together to do like mini challenges and stuff and things like that which are quite cool and there's a full like co-op campaign you can do so you can both run a restaurant I don't know if it's local or online actually I've not tried it
1: but... You can snidely post dodgy Yelp reviews of the other person's restaurant to, to Yeah and right
0: I, I, I don't know if you work in the same restaurant or two restaurants that are, com- that are competing I'm not 100% certain actually however it does have a sequel coming out at some point in the not too distant future I believe it's this summer this year so uh if you get, search on steam for it anyway it, sh- it looks like it's gonna have like more stuff to do same sort of concepts of the way things work but a sort of a grander <laughs> a grander restaurant story <laughs> um so yeah there's that <laughs> i'm just i'm sorry i would just well, somebody you... from this from me saying this has to think this sounds good because it genuinely is a really good game I don't feel like I've sold it very well
1: see I mean I'm not rushing out to try it but it's it sounds I think I can understand the appeal like I'm always slightly baffled by the you know the various work simulators like lorries like you know oh, truck it's, driver it's,
0: yeah it's nothing like those it's okay not so all...
1: it's very it's very intense like
0: yeah it's like it's like an arcade game where you make food. I'd say because it it operates in short bursts, so you have like uh, a day lasts fifteen minutes, and then you stop and you do like a bit in your restaurant stuff, upgrade stuff. Uh, whereas rest- whereas like truck simulator is very much like going down a straight road.
1: Okay, so you turns. it's not it's not a game that you can kind of relax to. You're you're constantly on the grind. I don't think
0: it's relaxing at all. No, you have bits that are slow, and you have bits that are very stressful because you've got to suddenly make six six burgers two steaks and four salads and everybody wants everything at once. and now you've got to take the bins out because if you take the bins out then you're going to not pass your health inspection or something oh, and you've got a text now this guy wants you to tweet back to him about him enjoying his coffee earlier <laughs> uh,
1: you've got to manage your restaurant's Twitter
0: uh, yeah sometimes you'll get someone who like who just like comment or send you a thing and they're like really enjoyed and so you can like give them a thumbs up and it like Makes your buzz go up for the day, because. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it has lots of really interesting bits. Like like all the food has like, different elements to it. So some food's good uh, in the morning, like coffee's really good in the morning. Um, but people won't buy ice cream at rush hour. They don't want. They just want like proper meals then, or and people don't want lots of really fatty foods on your menu because they think that's bad. They want some healthy stuff as well. And when it's raining, like some food's really good. But it's raining, so you've got to check the weather report so you have the right food in the menu people really like soup when it's raining so you might want to put soup on but soup's also really hard to do because you have to chop everything and that involves making sure you put all the right ingredients in soup is the worst <laughs> <laughs> you can't see now but i'm shaking oh, my head d- soup is the worst
1: <laughs> i feel like you, you you're 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 in too deep with this this restaurant business <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so good uh, yeah it's it's just it's 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 a mysterious game that i feel like not enough people have played because it, it it has a surprising amount of depth for something that you, uh, from a cursory glance you just go it's just pressing buttons to make food cook. It's just but,
1: putting sauce on burgers.
0: Yeah it, like, it's not really there's nothing really there it's but especially once you've played it for a bit and you unlock like, the higher level restaurants like the three star and above restaurants like a lot more stuff starts to happen. And worst of all, worst of all, you can get robbed. So you've got to make sure you've got some sort of... I mean, it just balance. sounds
1: incredibly stress-inducing, really.
0: Um, <laughs> it, to be honest, it can be quite stressful, but it's, I, when, it's never stressful to the point where you feel like you cannot succeed. Like, you, you never get to a point in it where you go, right, this is impossible. It's always kind of... I suppose maybe maybe hectic is a better word than stressful. Like it's you have times where you're just really busy and you're fr- really like struggling to like get everything done. But then you, when you do, you're like, that was awesome! I got like a 27 streak in that, that time, or like the entire day. I never missed a single order, and now I've been given some money by one of the really famous chefs. It's really good. You oh, try I'm, it. Okay. Try it.
1: I. Okay. Might.
0: <laughs> you might. <laughs> It's, anyway, yeah, it's, it's £7 on Steam. I imagine it's less than that on Android. And Apple, if you use Apple. If anybody at all, anybody ever thinks that what I've just said made Cook So sound good and has tried it, do let me know and tell me what you've named your restaurant. Anyway, enough Cook of Blister. Yeah, I was going to say, if, shall, we move, shall we move on? I will just talk about it all day. Uh, <laughs> Don't think and wrong. then none of your
1: guests will get served, and they'll all be grumpy that they didn't exactly. get their sauce
0: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay, George. We're going to talk some board games now because I think they should. are fun things that people play. What board games do you have to talk about this week? Uh,
1: well, I backed my first ever Kickstarter, which was an ex- which you? was which was exciting.
0: What did you back?
1: Um, I backed the smallest thing. I backed uh, so there's a game called Two Rooms and a Boom, which is a kind of social deduction game for big numbers. Kind of plays really well with it, like over, like anything over ten people. Yeah. And the idea is you have you kind of split people into two groups, ideally in separate rooms, hence the two rooms. Uh, and one and there's a blue team and a red team, and the blue team have a president and the red team have a bomber. Uh, and you play over a couple of rounds, and each round, each room chooses one person to send to the other room. Uh, so you kind of each room you have a hostage swap each round, um, mm. and basically at the end of the game, if the president ends up in the room with the bomber, the red team wins, and if the blue right. president is separate from the bomber, the the blue team wins. And they released their first expansion, uh, which was a kind of Lovecraft themed expansion called the Necroboomicon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was really tiny, basically. I think that was the reason I was. I figured I'd go for it because basically, I think it was nine dollars for a little foil packet of of ten cards to add into the game. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. But I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't actually played it yet, but looking at the cards, they all add some pretty powerful effects. Some. Um, That's cool.
0: Because there are other roles, aren't there? In.
1: Yeah. So basically, at the yeah. basic level it's just kind of red team, blue team, but then you can start yeah. to add in. Like grey cards, which basically mm, cards yeah. that have their own agenda and separate win conditions, mm. and then so they, they'll start interacting with the other teams so like, the, there might be a grey card who has a certain win condition, and it might be beneficial for him to work with the blue team to help them out in return for them helping him, or vice versa. Um, like, there's a card called The Gambler, who basically just has to, you know, observe the game, and then at the end of it it's so like he observes as a player, but then right at the mm-hmm. end, before the uh, results are revealed, he just has to call out who wins. Right. And he wins yeah, if yeah. he guesses correctly. guesses. Or cool. there's, uh, there's a role where it's the sniper, the decoy, and the target. Mm. And so when you play, you get, you get given your card, um, which shows your cut, like your team's colour, and then a roll. Uh, yeah. and there's a couple of ways so when you're chatting with people one of the main kind of interactions is sharing your cards and so yeah. you could choose to just reveal your color or you could card share where you fully reveal your card to someone else uh, but basically the role of the sniper is that he has to at the end of the game call out who he thinks was the target right and so, and the target wins by escaping and the decoy wins if the, tu- if the sniper shoots them instead right so when you've got lots of grey rolls, the, the kind of snipers moving around to trying to figure out which of the other people with grey cards is is the right one. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, the, I mean the box comes with I think about I think there's about ten rolls that are assigned to a coloured team, and then there's about fifteen grey rolls. But yeah, like so these these all the the new cards are all kind of Lovecraft themes. Like there's a there's one card where you're. Your Yogg-Sothoth or I think the Necronomicon is one of the cards <laughs> or there's one person that gets to be the Illuminati and they have a card that is double-sided Yeah. or at least it's wait, it has still has a plain back but the card has kind of a top and a bottom and depending on which way you hold the card up it will appear that you're on different teams Ooh. so you can like cover the top and it'll say blue team but if you cover that's half the card it'll say like red team at the top nice but yeah, all the conditions are kind of instant. A lot of them are like instant game enders. Yeah. Which seems dangerous because I mean, the game takes about 15, 20 minutes.
0: Mm. It's on a timer, isn't it, as well? Yeah,
1: it? so it's kind of each round sl- to kind of decrease in length. So the first round is like mm. five minutes, and then four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because all of these roles are super powerful, so I'm slightly uh, slightly nervous about introducing them into the game. But because it's yeah. so because it's so new, like I have I can't I have yet to be able to find any account of anyone actually using them yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Cause it just makes me think about like the how convenient the internet is for kind of spreading the. Uh... I guess kind of like the meta of certain games. So like I think on, so like, games like One Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah. Where you kind of you create it's another social deduction game and you have loads of different roles that you can create, uh, you know, your custom setup. But mm, there are yeah. countless like entries of the, oh, if you're playing with six people, you want these six roles in oh, the game, and it's like yeah, a perfect so and it's really like it's well balanced and it's really interesting. Out.
0: Oh, okay, that makes yeah, yeah,
1: that's what you mean. But I, I, I always feel like a responsibility because there's nothing on the neck on the uh on this expansion that I, need, I feel like we, need to, we need, to pi- I need to pioneer it with my uh. Game group, so we can uh, think yeah. that we can be the ones to go. Well, this doesn't work, and this doesn't work. This might work.
0: Yeah, that's cool. George being a forerunner on Doom's Laboon, as a like, uh,
1: so, I mean, there's promise of a future hot take.
0: <laughs> Pro- yeah, don't promise. <laughs> now you've got to do it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I will.
1: It's, yeah, last thing's look, I'm. I'm hoping I might get to play over the weekend. It's probably unlikely, but because um, it's the this weekend is the UK board games expo. In it is, Birmingham. yes. Uh, and I have managed to get myself. I'm actually demonstrating games at the weekend. Nice. Because I've been I've been looking for a way to go, and then basically saw that they'd they'd tweeted, "Hey, we need a demonstrator." So I'm I'm, I'm now being I'm now I'm now being paid to go and demonstrate for uh, a publisher called Devere. I haven't actually heard of any of the games, so I'm hoping that they're good. I,
0: ha- uh, I don't recognise the publisher
1: name, to be honest. I I think I'd I recognise one or two of their games. Yeah. Um, but I I have not played any of their games. That's but yeah, cool. so I, I will be for three days demonstrating uh, a small selection of board games, which would be Ooh, kind of interesting because you know you know oh, I've you got do? a list. Hang on, I've got, I've got, I've got. I'll find the list. Ooh, um, well. Anything? Because I got well, sent well, I got sent over like a big. You know PDF file of all the rules that I need to learn and yeah. order to demonstrate uh, I think there's one called checkpoint Charlie which is a kind of it's a, it looks a bit looks like a modern update of guess who but in a kind okay. of but it's like a cats and dog version of Berlin
0: okay uh, cool.
1: during during the Cold War so you're kind of your dogs you're like dog agents trying to catch a cat spy who's trying to cross the Berlin Wall. There's a there's a Sherlock Holmes one which I think is called Sherlock and Mycroft. No, it's called Holmes, Sherlock and Mycroft. Oh. Yeah, because tomorrow's the first day, so I think that, like I'll have about two hours to to kind of figure everything out. Probably help set up with the stand.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like playing playing the same like the same games a lot in a in yeah. a relatively short time period time period because it's the it's three day the convention's three days. Um,
0: it is, yeah. I'm not able to go this year, which is a shame. But um, hopefully next year, um, this is this will probably happen. This podcast will come out post when this has happened. So,
1: so yeah, it will have happened, yeah. and I will, will have, have been happen. playing yeah. lots of games because I think I'll probably get about two hour two hour breaks a day, and then you yeah, know, yeah, probably finish yeah. about six. So I'll probably be testing out some other exciting stuff. Uh, yeah.
0: No, I think it was. Either uh, last Ch- year or the uh, year before, I um I volunteered with the expo, so I was there pointing people in the right direction and um other stuff that was helped to doing like setting up tables and stuff at the beginning and end. So, um yeah, you can get you get a good chunk of time because it runs on into the evening and there are people playing games overnight basically.
1: Yeah, I'm quite excited for the evening stuff. Cause I think there's like an open gaming yeah. area. Cause I think I I'm only demonstrating until about six. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the, the, that's when all the vendors shut down and things. But yeah, I hope you have a good time at the, the expo, George. you have to tell me all about it. Yeah, well, I'll
1: probably, I'll probably if I uh, I guess I'll be Instagramming uh, any yeah, exciting definitely. things that I see. Yeah. So I've been quite quite enjoying our board game Instagram feed. We are. Yes. For reference, we are those bits and pieces, uh, all the case, all one word uh, on Instagram. Uh, I keep meaning to propose video game stuff, but at the moment it's just lots of. Here's what I'm playing at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. You, yeah, you're, you're way better at doing it than me. I think I, I. It took me forever just to figure out how it worked. I sound like such an old person. That I had to ask <laughs> you, I was like, George, how, how does Instagram work? <laughs> like, I, I'm just. Apparently, I ju- it was just something that I just missed, <laughs> understanding how... I'm not even that old. I'm only 26. And I'm like, how how do you make technology work, George? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I'm trying to do it from a computer. Obviously, it doesn't work from your computer. <laughs>
1: um, speaking of long games, uh, I got to try out uh, a game called Through the Ages. Uh, oh, it has a subtitle. Yes. It's Through it the Ages, tell. a tale of civilization. The story of civilization. Um, yeah, it, ha- it has a, a it, subtitle right? along those lines, but it's called "Yeah Through the Ages." And I think it appears twice in Board Game Geeks like top hundred games. It's like yeah, somewhere, some- somewhere in the top half, but then it's also number two, which is the most recent edition. Right. And basically, it's a very it's a sort of fairly heavy Euro game in which you take a civilization from you know kind of almost Neolithic era to the far future. Well, actually, not the far future, like now, basically. Like civilization. I don't know. I don't know. Basically, uh, sort of like that. It's a bit like Civ, but it's far more just economic and like economics and systems.
0: Right. Okay. Not you... as much yeah. I so like
1: I am I'm, I'm not usually one for euros, but I was like, well, I quite like the theme, and I like Civ.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I sat down, and then I was given my uh, like my player sh- like player card in front of me that kind of is your civilization, and then just heaps of cubes will passed on specific <laughs> stuff. Oh god, there are so many tiny cubes to move.
0: Yeah, See, I I normally quite like Eurogames, but I have heard that Through the Ages it just lasts forever.
1: It lasted a while. I didn't even play out the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, some basically, okay. some of the the South game I was looking at the the big reference card that tells you the state phase of the turn. I was like, wow, there's a there's a built-in phase in which to resign. I've never seen that on a game before. I've never seen an I official mechanic know. with which to resign the game.
0: <laughs> Should you lose the all to live, please wait till phase seven to do so.
1: <laughs> exactly that. And I, and I think I I, think I ended up actually forebodingly <laughs> taking a photo of that and being like, oh, look, there's a, there's a resign phase. Uh, and basically my civilization, we kind of we're a bit crap at industry. We're a bit crap at military. And I think I, I managed to get quite a good system of basically religion and culture. Because basically, yeah. the way you win the game, the vi- the victory points, as they were, are like culture points, and I think yeah. it basically just at the end of the game who has the most culture wins, right? Uh, was it was it
0: good though? because like, I don't, I never really trust. I the would game game, not top play again. You would not play a game. You would.
1: I don't think I would. I think the thing about Euro games that I always know, but like, I've loved is because I love when you finish a game and you're like, oh yeah, remember that moment or that like exciting turn yeah and I like I usually like I do like a bit more player interaction and I think your games is there are far more there are different type of uh kind of like brain stimulus it's all about uh creating a system yeah. and it's kind of it's almost challenging yourself it's like how good can I make my thing it's kind of yeah is the it problems are a very different
0: one as well is it like there's um, always like an optimal way and you have to try and
1: I wouldn't say it wouldn't say it's mastery, but you've kind to of got a Basically, you, you know you want to be producing resources but you also want mm. to be efficient because you don't want to produce like produce too many because basically if yeah. you because you have like 20 cubes that basically get produced and move from one section of your player card to like your where they're being produced but then mm. as you take them out of the the like holding area it uncovers it's called like corruption and basically right. if you don't you spend spend them then because basically, when you spend it, it goes back into the storage area. But if right. you don't spend them, then corruption forces you to spend them anyway. Okay. So, like, if you're not, so it's basically you want to be producing almost exactly as much as you're having to spend in a turn.
0: Right. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, it's there's, I,
1: I... it's a lot of like slow development and there's yeah. basically there's three eras in each each turn. There'll be like a there's a row of cards. Uh, that you'll basically buy cards to to put into your hand, and then you'll kind of spend resources to build them and put workers on them to get the benefits. And so the cards might be a famous leader, or a technology, or a building.
0: Right. Uh, it,
1: and it's it's it, it's it, interesting. It, it, like it sounds really cool, but yeah. it wasn't for me. So they like it, and it the and that's the thing. The theme is you can imagine it in a way that it's really cool, but it is mm. very. Cube it, pushing.
0: Yeah, it's see I I quite like Eurogames. games. I quite like making engines and stuff like that, but through there never it's never been something that I've gone I'd quite like to try it. I don't I've, I'd quite like to play that. because 'cause I've always just heard that it just either it lasts forever and I never never heard that it was actually that good that it's worth it taking so long. Like in the time it takes to play it you can probably play at least two of the semi-long games,
1: it seems like. Yeah, so we started about at, like, two, and, and I resigned at about six. So it was know, four how hours. How you were there? And there were, there were three of us playing.
0: Oh my god, there's that Sunday with three? Jesus.
1: Um, <laughs> my goodness. So it's, it's max four. Yeah. But, uh, but I kind of resigned fairly near the end of the game, and basically me resigning sped up the finish the game. I bet it did, yeah. But basically what happened was you... Because, like, the, the military's kind of odd, like, you... You kind of have basically everyone has a military strength, mm. and then there are kind of event cards that come up, and it's like whoever is strongest gets a benefit, or whoever is weakest in military strength gets a negative thing. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of losing in military. Basically, all I had was kind of culture, this kind of cultural, religious engine that was, that meant I was doing quite well. Like, I had about a 30 point lead on everyone else. But. Yeah. I had a very shallow civilization, Because mm. I'd um, And so We were yeah, basically just a people of curious religion And odd plays <laughs> Like with, with crap at agriculture Crap at industry No military to speak of And it got to the third, the third age Which is kind of the modern-ish era Yeah kind of 1800s onwards And then someone declared a war on culture Like a war on culture at me uh, which basically now means more on culture. Yeah, which uh, basically meant that they get five of my culture plus the difference in our military strengths. Right. Okay. And so I think I was about seven, like I was around six, like eight, seventy, eighty culture, and they were somewhere at like forties, uh, fifties. So up until that point, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm doing it right. Maybe I'll just kind of bumble through to mm-hmm. a respectable finish, but. I had zero military power and they had fifty. Hard game to get someone. And to I play. think it's just because it like, yeah, I, did like, I didn't know how well. important it would be, and then I was kind of and then I was like, okay, well I'm now way way behind, and then the same turn the other player also revealed war on culture. Right. And so basically all my points that I spent four hours accruing were like, wiped dealt.
0: And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Uh. That's quite a depressing. End.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like. You know, fair play, nothing. You know, not like fair play, but I think I, I think I've lost. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah. And so I fair waited. Fair I waited till the allotted resign step came around, hmm. and I, I, and resigned.
0: I, I don't feel. I feel like you should try other Euro games that are not gonna take half your life to play. Uh, if you get a chance, highly recommend Orleans. Oleans. That's a really good. Um, game. I suppose does it count as a Euro game? probably does. Yeah, it's probably Yeah, so my main
1: experiences game. so far are, through the ages, uh Caverna, which is...
0: Oh, you could just keep playing massive games that just take
1: forever. <laughs> yeah, it took forever. I was... Well, you've got to manage a little dwarf family in a cave. They're
0: just, yeah, they're quite solitary.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, well, they're very solitary. Like, I spent... Uh, you know, I didn't really talk... Like, we chatted, but... Uh, no, yeah. You're not really playing with the other is... people.
0: Exactly. All ends is quite fast, because a lot of the choices you make, you make at the same time as everyone else. And mm-hmm. then you just sort of do all the actions, but you pick the order. Um, that's really good. I, I highly recommend Orleans. Um, the other Euro game that I played somewhat recently and I hadn't played, played before that was really good was... Come on, brain, work. <laughs> It'll come back to me. Uh, Troy's? Troy's is a good uh, sort of Yeah, heard of it. That's also really good and doesn't take forever to play and... It's, it has lots of like, it's lots of little en- little things that you can do, lots of little engines, and lots of interesting choices that you'll be bouncing off people a bit more. Th- there's there's not like proper conflict, but you'll there are times when you'll like things will happen, and you'll be able to see. It's more obvious what's happening around you, and it doesn't take six hours to finish a game. It probably takes about an hour and a bit, at the most. Although actually. Concordia is probably one of my favourite games ever, and that's that's a really good Euro game. Okay, route. yeah, I, there's, building it's, things in places, and it's really quick, and it's so easy to teach that um, it's just yeah, it's perfect. I, I have no I do actually I have the, no I have the flaws in Concordia. To give it go, actually, you should definitely give Concordia a go. It's uh, yeah, it's so good. I I need to pick up a copy. I always play it. I always always. I try and get people to play it when I go to my board game meet, but I need to try and get myself my own copy so that I can force it on other people <laughs> because it's really, really good. It's, yeah, so simple and yet so has it's such an interesting puzzle. Um, but speaking of the like Board Game Geek Top 100, I don't always trust.
1: No, anything. like I, I saw think
0: Shut 'em Sit Down did a recent feature. I like looking through it and going and sort of commenting on all of their top hundred, and I can kind of see why because, like, there are so many games that I go I've played that and I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> it's just like it's just it's just another like list thing that you find on a not on any other site really.
1: Well, mainly it's because I think uh, like I can it was playing through the ages kind of affirmed my thoughts on Booking Geek, which like it's it's a really useful tool, but a lot of the time I wasn't feel that the ratings kind of adhere to the people that like pushing cubes around a small board for yeah. six hours.
0: But stuff like, like Scythe is number seven. I was like, it was alright.
1: Yeah, I, I played it and
0: was it had was, was really gone like in te- tempted
1: by big mechs and war and spent spent most of the game stomping around the board trying to do a bit of war, but yeah, it's like, I... oh hang on, it was it it was a Euro game all along.
0: It's pretty much, but it, even then, it's like it's not even that
1: a yeah,
0: massively I... interesting one. I mean, it has some really clever bits to it. I love how fa- it, I love how f- I love never... how fast
1: it was, but I, it, it was the fact that I never knew what anyone else was doing because you're to understand the board state of everyone else's little like player card engines all the time inside. It was quite difficult.
0: Fair enough. Should we wrap up? Because, yeah, uh, that's, uh... We've, we've gone on for a while. Um, so yeah, this has been the Bits and Pieces podcast new name potentially pending no promises made there you can find our website at uh, bitsandpieces.games we're a newfangled fancy modern website that has sort of thrown away the shackles of .coms and uk's and gone with something hip like .games and it's definitely not <laughs> yeah.
1: because there's a man somewhere in Greenwich sitting on the URL we wanted it's not <laughs> yeah. that
0: yeah, George is slowly hunting him down day by day. <laughs> he's got he's got agents on the job. I mean, like, what's he
1: doing with it? He's had it since like nineteen
0: ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, he's just sat on it. It's like <laughs> The we- yeah. there's
1: no website with it, but no. he's got it.
0: It's alright, we're, we're not games. It's it's specific and um yeah. So that exists. There are articles on there about things, you can read them and uh yeah. There'll be more there be there'll,
1: cool. there'll be regularly more on there as there will, yeah as, yeah, as we it? write them.
0: Exactly. We're a relatively small team of five who do a bit now and then again. So, yeah, there's some interesting stuff on there, which should be cool. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at bits plus pieces. It's all one word again. And like George said before about Instagram, that's those bits and pieces. If you're wondering why we have three different names for things, it's because the word limit in Twitter was different to the word limit in Instagram so we had to change what the Twitter was going to be. But, you know, bits and pieces, it it all makes sense. It's all fine. Yeah, I don't know why you're complaining. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, (laughs) I'm tired now apparently. (laughs) It's it's the heat. Um, Yeah, it's the heat. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.